Hello and welcome back to What Do You Know For Sure podcast with me, Anne Hughes. In this episode, I am joined by one of my friends, Emma Bashford, as we chat about life's ups and downs. This is a really honest and reflective podcast where Emma sees that line in the sand where everything just seemed to change for her five or six years ago and how that perception of herself just completely fell apart and she had to begin to rebuild and how she had to deal with that rejection and that perception of herself as weak but how on the other side of that she feels much stronger and she is much more satisfied and content within her life now and speaks about the future in such a positive way where when that was all happening in her her life a few years ago it was such a challenging time for her and it was really as one of her friends really refreshing to be able to hear her speak about her life so positively now so I hope that you enjoy this. Emma thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Delighted to be here we've spoken about it for such a long time now it's I know. It's it's finally here. It is, it is, and I'm so pleased that you have joined me, albeit on Zoom. Can't wait for a cuddle soon, obviously. Tell us a wee bit about you, Emma. Well, I am Emma Bashford. I am mid-40s, dare I say it. Um, Mum, probably my most important role in life is mum to two beautiful girls uh, who are really my best friends, Mm -hmm. uh, Carla and Lola. Um, also part of now a, a blended family which so um, my partner that I'm now with has got children as well so we've got um, four kids between us um, and a very handsome bulldog and yeah life is just so different to when we first met certainly I think I'm a different person to when we first met and uh, yeah I just had a few ups and downs but I'm sure we'll go on to to talk about that mm-hmm. but yeah who I am is mum to Carla and Lola that's my main role in life. Love it love it Emma and um, we have we've known each other we think for probably about nine or ten years now Emma. Yeah, I think um, it must be about has, that, yeah. Has we've both been on big journeys in those in that decade? Oh. We certainly have. But how could you be this age and not be on those big journeys? So um, Well that's it. I know, that's I know. It. And I can't wait because as you know, I never ask anybody to tell me what they know for sure in advance. So tell me, what do you know for sure, Emma? You know, I thought about this and you know, the wording of it, it was just how do you actually get it over? But I think for me it's about life has ups life has downs and I think for me I've discovered that an up can definitely come after a down Mm. you know there's been since I turned 40 probably there's been so many different times that I've had to almost re-identify myself or or get over a big hurdle that Mm. before if you'd asked me I would have said no you know I there's no way I would come back from that but there is so I just I, I think I believe now that yes there is a definitely an up uh-huh. after after you've had a down and there certainly is and obviously not with 
all of the, the guests I have on the podcast, I don't know them as well as maybe I, I know you. So when you say that, I know lots of the things that, that you're talking about. And if I'm dead honest, it does surprise me how much you've rallied because the Emma I knew 10 years ago would have reacted to life a lot differently for the Emma now. What do you think made the difference? I think I just had to. I think I, I went into autopilot. When I, um, I hit 40, I was made redundant from... A job that I absolutely adored. There was there was nothing. It was just amazing. I loved being part of it. And before that, I'd been in a job for thir- 14 years, I think, mm-hmm. that I was just Emma who went along and I did this because I thought that was all I could do. Yeah. But I was headhunted, I suppose, to join the, my, the new job that I went to. And so that gave me a bit of self-belief. And then the self-belief I got in myself and doing that. And then just not long after being made redundant, which was, I was very low. I'd gone through a really tough time there. My marriage ended or my marriage went through a real sticky time and found out that there was unfaithfulness, let's say. And I think I went into autopilot because I had two children that I had to look after, that I had to care for that and I just got strength from within that I don't know where it came from I thought if I'd been outside my life and thinking about this is what it's going to present I would have thought right you're Emma you're going to be sat in the corner crying like a baby (laughs) and just not dealing with it but I had to get some I had to just get up and get on with every day and remember my mum saying to me when I was going through that particular the marriage breakdown I don't know where you've got this strength from because it wasn't how she didn't think I reacted to how she thought I would. So um, don't get me wrong, I did hit a wall about 18 months down the line. I hit a wall and just had a bit of a meltdown. But again, it didn't stop me just getting on and and having to do it because nobody else was going to do it. So I had had girls that I had to care for. I had to be their mum. I had to... I had to be everything for them. So, See, when you reflect on it, Emma, where do you think it came from? Were you surprised that you were able to deal with it all or did you sort of have a wee tiny part of you that was like, I sort of knew I could cope with this? No, I was really surprised. Mm. I was really surprised. As I say, and I think that's a lot to do. I think I've had a perception of myself through life that I am a bit of a, a weak person and I am not able to deal with rejection, I suppose. Rejection had presented itself twice, such a short period of time through being made redundant and then that happening. And the marriage breakdown made me think that my whole life then had been a lie, or not my whole life, my whole married life had been a lie. There was so much, it was like putting a jigsaw puzzle together and I just thought, there's been nothing truthful in my life. You know, it's just, I've just been... It had just been a facade that I was living, but yeah, I was I was surprised at how how I coped with it. But having people and the, having the right people round about you, mm-hmm. that certainly helped. Yeah, you know, I had if you again ten years ago, if you'd said who my circle was going to be now or what my circle was going to be at that time, I, I wouldn't have said the same thing ten years ago. I would have thought that there was other people that would have been there for me that weren't. Yeah. You know, so I think I had so many people that arrived and stayed and supported 
Mm-hmm. That, and that helped. Uh-huh. That helped a lot. And the girls, you know, the girls were very resilient to, to the situation that they had found themselves in and were, were really strong and, and they dealt with it. And, and we just had to adapt to a new life. You said something, I think, dead wise there, Emma, about how you felt <laughs> as if your life or your married life had been a facade. Do you have the thought that but it wasn't on on your part and therefore it wasn't a facade because it was real for you? Have you ever had a thought on that? Yeah, it was very, it was very much real for me, mm-hmm. but I think just with the circumstances around what had happened and then what you find out and the way that things presented themselves made me think that it it wasn't it wasn't real you know I never thought that throughout the whole time that it wasn't but I think the way that it all happened it made it seem that it wasn't Mm. um it wasn't real and so when you you start to look forward now we're we're the exact same age Emma, I think you've got six months yep. on me, so you're not quite oh, yeah. the same age as me yet. You've got some it's soon actually your birthday's really soon. Next week. It's next week. So you're nearly the same age as me. <laughs> but as you reflect now on the next thirty years, mm-hmm. how do you feel? Oh, do you know I, part of me feel and it's there's a oh I don't know how to put this into words. I wish that I had my life now 20 years ago wish that wish I had my partner now 20 years ago I wish just my confidence that I have in, in my ability to do things and I mean I don't have loads of confidence about myself I'm not an overly confident person but just in the not that I don't want my life to have been what it is because then I wouldn't have my children it's really hard to you know I sometimes panic now when I think about my life moving forward and, and what if I don't have enough time to do everything that I want to do with, is, her, like, with my partner mm. and like we've never been abroad together it's, it's little things like that that you think we can't we can't start a life together right now because of circumstances I live in Perthshire he lives in, in uh, Dumbartonshire so it's like we can't have that life and we need to wait for that and I just sometimes panic and think well what if we don't get there? What if something happens and you can't, you can't do that? But I do. I wish that I had the the life and I think the happiness that I feel now and the love that I feel now. I wish I'd had that a long, long time ago. It's it's just so different. It's mm-hmm. just such a different, such a different life. Yeah, and I know that you probably know the podcast better than me because you have been telling me you've been listening to them on that car journey for Glasgow to Perth recently so you've heard them all recently but if there was ever a recurring theme that came up in this podcast as women of our sort of age and older saying I wish I had what I've got now I wish I had believed in myself like that in my 20s because how different would my life have been mm-hmm. and so yeah. You've got it now, which I would say is a positive. At least you're, you, at least you're not sitting there in your seventies telling me you wish. You know, <laughs> so it's all good. It's all good. But as you think of, there will be more trials because, of course, there will. There will be more hard times because that is the journey of life. Do you feel mm-hmm. more equipped to deal with life now, Absolutely. on the back of what you've been through the last five, six years? Yeah, without a doubt. I think. 
again, I just think what happened, and you know, I try not to deflect so much now on what happened at the time when it happened. I, I defined myself with, mm. well, I'm Emma, I'm 40, I'm a single mum, and um, because my husband had an affair and he left me. And, and that was my story. <laughs> but, I, you know, I, I try not to think that because that's not just all that's happened in my life. So if I look at what's happened with jobs and, and having to move home, I mean, the girls and I have had to move house, what, four times in the last five years just to, to try and be able to settle again. And I suppose, that, Emma, probably the question I want is sort of, I'm trying to get to is, do you feel as if you've got your own back? Yeah. Yeah, I have got my own back. I have to, because who else? I, I, there is an element of trust that you think, well, I've got to have my own back because who else is, is is actually going to, you know, apart from your, you know, your mum and dad have always got your own back and my mum and dad most definitely always have, have always got my back. You know, Tunch has got my back, but there is still that element of, well, yeah, I need to, I need to look after me, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, which... It's, it's quite hard to do when you are that person on your own being so responsible for other people. You sometimes forget about your, yourself as well, you know, and even mentally, you know, not just physically, but mentally, it's just that way where you think, right, you're going through because everything's so busy. You yeah. know, you're, I've still had to work full time, mm-hmm. you know, to as much as I'm, I'm freelancing, yes, you've got the choice to work. There's no option that you can say, oh, well, do you know what? I'm just not going to work next week. Exactly. You know, uh, you take a week off work, you don't get paid. Exactly. Um, so, you know, it, it, you create such a busy life or you end up having such a busy life in just doing the day-to-day things that, you know, it, sometimes you just forget that it's okay. Sometimes I feel guilty if I want to, you know, sit down and do something for me, whether it be to watch television or, or sit and read, which... I don't do much of because I, I tend to fall asleep quite a lot when I'm reading a book. That's why I do the podcast um, when I'm in the car or whatever, but or I put an audible book on. But it's, um, yeah, I always have that sense of guilt that if I'm doing something for me. Ah, oh, and I think that's just, that's just being our age, having kids and just never getting a minute. But I want to actually take you back to something you said a wee while ago when you were talking about your perception of yourself and everything and you saw yourself as being weak how do you see yourself on the other side now so that's how you saw like when when your marriage fell apart when the job was lost you saw yourself as a, I remember the chats where you're saying I'm a single mum <laughs> so mm-hmm. I remember that I really remember that it's not is it still how you perceive yourself I think not but how no, I, and I think I did define myself very much in that time. You know, my strap line seemed to be, well, didn't think I would ever get to 40 and be a 40-year-old single mother. You know, that wasn't in life's plan. But no, I don't, I don't, you know, we, we have a, a laugh about things and say, oh, well, you know, single mo and or whatever. You know, we can jest about it, but it's not, certainly not how I, I define myself anymore. For a long time, I was Emma, who was a single mum at 40, whose husband had left her, who didn't have much confidence in herself. I'm still not overly confident. I'm, I think I'm a di- I think there's there's two Emmas. There's an Emma who lives here in the local town where I live, where that side of my life happened. And then there's the Emma that most of my work is is Glasgow. So and it always has been. That's you know where you and I met. And there's an Emma that goes there. And I tried to do a business in Creef 
uh, just where I live last year. And I just couldn't do it. I just thought I can't put myself out there as Emma who's confident and can start a new business. If you'd asked me or put to do it in Govan, mm-hmm. then beside you and base myself from your, your old house, then yes, I could do that because I'm not Emma. And I think that goes back to how I think people perceive me as well. I'm up here, I think I'm always going to be, oh, that's her that that, that happened to, mm. you know. And who does she think she has been able to do that? And how can she, because I completely changed career when, when lockdown happened. I was, as you know, I was in events before and had worked in events and the charitable sector for 20 odd years. And then obviously that was the, that was one of the worst affected industries during uh, COVID. And all of a sudden had to think, right, well, what am I going to do? I lost three contracts straight. Like I had three contracts. I lost them all when, when it happened. No furlough, no nothing. So it was like, so I joined a company and work with estate agents now. Mm-hmm. I tried to do the whole estate agency thing and I did it successfully on, for a few, but I didn't concentrate on that. And I've moved now into training and work, working with people. And and that's where I, I can stand up in front of people quite confidently yeah. and do that in front of a room in Glasgow or whether it's a, a Zoom call with agents down south or whatever, because I'm just Emma. Mm-hmm. Whereas in Creef and locally, I think I'm very much, oh, that's Emma that that happened to. And I worry and will have always, and I think I always will worry about what people's opinion of me is. Yeah. Is that just in your hometown or is that everywhere, do you think? So if you were to leave Creef and move to Glasgow, would you care what people think? And you no. know, we've joked a lot about you being a country bumpkin and if there was a traffic jam, it was actually sheep and all that. So we've jo- joked about <laughs> that over the years. But like, I don't yeah. really think any of my neighbours care whether I'm coming or going or what I'm doing. I don't think anybody mm-hmm. in Glasgow is particularly talking about me. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's, I, so it's I very different it culturally. Mm-hmm. Yes, very much so. Is that it's that whole small town syndrome? You know, we mm-hmm. have a, a a laugh in grief that you say if you've if you've cut your hand at the top of the town, by the time you've reached the bottom, you've lost your hand. And what people don't know, they'll make up. Aye. So I think it is that small town mentality that I just I just don't I, I don't enjoy being part of it now. You know, I love a community and I love that side of it. You know, I've got lots of lovely friends here and my family's here and but. Yeah, if I could, if I could move, I would move tomorrow. Oh. Absolutely. Because you also, you also spoke about how your your circle changed. The people that you mm-hmm. thought would show up for you in the hard times weren't the ones that did. The ones that yep. did weren't the ones you expected to. Mm-hmm. So now, as you with all of that and everything that you've said, as you do start to move forward now, do you move forward with more confidence about who you are? about who you surround yourself with, about what you need to do in order to fulfil your life, I suppose, fulfil yourself. Yeah, I think I know better now about, you know, and and I I say one of your sayings that you used to always say, and now I say it, that if somebody has got a problem, well, that's their shit. I have got enough to deal with in my own life Mm -hmm. to deal with. They don't want to be part of it or they're not, going to show up because I think I'm one of the first to show up if somebody needs me yeah you know I I very much are right okay what can I do and whether it's making a pot of soup or 
taking their kids for them or or whatever it may be. That's just how I present myself. But now I just think if people don't present themselves back, then I don't invest any time in it anymore. Whereas before I would have been a bit, oh no, I need to stay friends with them and I need to, I like a bit of a people pleaser. Well, I must have done something wrong. Uh-huh. They're not here. So what have I done that's wrong? But I think you used to always say to me, Emma, that's their shit. And you're right, it is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not, I don't need to to invest as much in that. I need to sort of invest now on my kids moving forward in the life that I've got just now. You know, as I say, with this lovely new blended family that I'm very, very grateful for. And circumstances have brought us both here. And we're now a, a family of, of six. And and we enjoy that. You know, it's, it's lovely and just having other people you know like that in my life and and extended family on that side as well it's it's nice and bringing both families together has been a lovely journey so Emma I'm excited for you I'm excited to see what happens next on your journey thank you and thank Thank you. you I am I'm excited we just need to take each day as it comes I suppose all we can do that's all All we can can do. do thank you so much for joining me on the podcast You're very welcome. Lovely to talk to you. Hello and thank you for joining me on this episode of What Do You Know For Sure podcast. If you would like to connect with me, you can do that across social media by searching and Hughes Ignite. If I refer to my radio show and the podcast, you can catch those on my Mixcloud. Again, just searching and Hughes Ignite. And if you or anybody you know want to answer this question with me, please do get in touch. Just go onto my website, anhughesignite.co.uk and fill in the contact page at the bottom and I'll be delighted to have this conversation with you too. Thank you.